The fault. We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a segment of your imagination. Randy Rhodes Show. Turn up your mind. The 11-year-old Mia Sirio was in that fourth grade classroom that we've heard so much about with Miss Garcia and Miss Morales. She said they were watching Lilo and Stitch because it was the end of the school year. They'd finished their lessons. And she said one of her teachers got an email that there was a shooter in the building and went to the door and he was right there. And they made eye contact. The shooter made eye contact with the teacher. With the teacher and then he shot out the window in the door. Um, and then Mia says it just happened all so fast. He backed the teacher into the classroom um, and he made eye contact with the teacher again, looked her right in the eye and said, good night, and then shot her and killed her. He said good night before he, he shot her. Good night. And then it happened pretty fast after that as well. He started open firing in the classroom. He hit the other teacher, a lot of Mia's friends. Um, at that point, Mia was hit by uh, fragments of the of the bullets. You could even see them yesterday. I mean, on her back, on her shoulders, the back of her head. The shooter then, she says, went into the adjoining classroom. Yeah, so he went through this, this door to the adjoining classroom. And at that point, Mia could hear screams. Um, she heard a lot more gunfire. Um, and then she said she heard music. Um, she thinks it was a gunman that, that put it on. Um, he started blasting sad music. And I asked her, like, what was that? Like, what kind of music? What, what do you mean by that? And she said, she just said, it, it sounded like I want people to die music. Ugh. She said she heard music. She said it sounded like I want people to die music. Mm-hmm. What did Mia do then? So she had a friend next to her um, that she was pretty sure was already dead and was laying on the ground bleeding out. Um, and she put her hands in her friend's blood um, and then smeared it, she said, all over her body. Um, she wanted to seem like, she wanted to look like she was dead. She was scared that the gunman was going, was going to come back through that adjoining door back into the classroom. Um, and she wanted to be able to play dead. Holy crap. So now that the producers, that was a CNN producer, Nora News. Um, talking to the kids who survived, talking to the kids who made it out of that classroom, are now telling the story of what they saw and what they heard and what they went through and how they played dead and how they laid one on top of the other, uh, you know, trying to, you know, be bypassed. Um, now, now, now we understand that every single thing that we were told in these dog and pony show press conferences were all made up. Everything that they told us was a lie. Everything. From the fact that the police officers ran in the brave, uh, you know, uh, school resource officer. I mean, we had a lieutenant yesterday uh, tell us that he had talked to the uh, school resource officer, talked to him. And now we know that the school resource officer wasn't even there. We've known that for a couple days now, but 
here today there was yet another press conference they have gone full circle from the original uh, director of the Department of Public Safety, uh, Mr. McCraw, who was praising the brave resource officer and the brave police officers who ran toward the bullets and everything. Uh, then they downshifted into some regional director. Then they downshifted again into a lieutenant. Uh, now we're back to the director. And the director held a press conference yet again today and finally admitted to an enormous amount of buffoonery, just admitted that they were lying and admitted that they knew they were This is not like, oh, as we go along, we'll get more information, we'll be able to flush it out even in more detail. No, this was an admission today that they had decided to lie and that the time to make the excuses about the botched response had ended. That the entire press corps, this is why a free press is so important to a free society. But if the entire press corps, if local news and CNN and MSNBC and Fox News even, and all of the news channels and all of the networks, the ABCs, the CBSs, if they hadn't descended on this little town of Uvalde and demanded answers, then the Texas uh, governor, the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, the uh, director of the Department of Public Safety, all of the Texas Rangers, everyone that responded from Border Patrol, uh, they all would have gotten away with lying about what happened that day. They would have all gotten away with it. And you want to know something creepy? What's really creepy is the true story of this is so similar to the story of Parkland. It's so similar to what happened in Florida here in Florida, Parkland, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to jog your memory ever so slightly here, okay? In Parkland, Florida, there was a sergeant named um, Brian Miller. Yeah, I actually went back and looked at it. There was a police sergeant named Brian Miller. He was on the payroll, obviously, um, and... Uh, he responded to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, knowing that there was an active shooter in that building. This is a man who was on the payroll for $137,000 a year. Okay, that's what his salary was. He was one of four Broward County Sheriff's deputies that uh, responded and was terminated after the investigation into what actually happened at Marjorie Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas produced a 439-page report. He was fired for neglect of duty, failing to act during the 2018 shooting that left 17 high school kids and, uh, you know, uh, the coach, um, the, his, the geography teacher dead, right? Mr. Feiss and a geography teacher uh, also died. Trying to open locked doors, by the way, to let kids out locked doors. So either the door needs to be locked or the door was left open and open doors are bad, but locked doors are also bad. I don't know. But, you know, Ted Cruz, it's the door. It's the door's fault is what it is. Anyway, Sergeant Brian Miller, after he was fired, he actually sued saying he didn't receive, check this out, due process, due process. And he wanted his job back. And an arbitrator found that Sergeant Miller's due process rights were violated. He didn't get due process rights. And so they hired him back. He's, he's back on the uh, Broward County Sheriff's Department's uh, police force. The guy 
hid in his car. Hid in his car. Okay. And then there was the school resource officer. His name was Scott Peterson. I don't know if you remember him or not, but he remained outside. Uh, video cameras actually captured him standing underneath trees the entire time that, uh, you know, Nicholas Cruz, who was the shooter in that particular school shooting, so many of them, uh, was rampaging through the school. And Nicholas Cruz was going from floor to floor, door to door, shooting through the windows of the locked school doors. Seriously. Uh, and then you had teachers who were trying to let kids, because the doors automatically locked behind you, uh, due to protocol now. And so you had teachers that were trying to open the doors to let kids back into classrooms. And those were the teachers that were shot and killed. Some teachers were shot multiple times. Like uh, Mr. Feist, I think, was wounded at first. And then um, uh, the shooter went back and revisited Mr. Feist, who was opening up doors to try and let kids back into classrooms. They He, he shot him twice, once wounded him, and then the second time shot him fatally. This is so similar to what happened there that the only conclusion one can draw is that the police force, the, the officers here, the, everybody involved in uh, Texas Department of Public Safety, they know that this is exactly what happens in school shootings. That police, even though they're, they're, they're you know, this idea that they only have a handgun, well, you know, that's a stinking lie. And you know how you know that's a lie? Because the parents who the police were arresting, the parents outside the school who were trying to get in to rescue their kids were tased, they were handcuffed, and other people were videoing it on their cell phones. And you could see the cops had long guns. You can see.